1: Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I'm joined by former MSU football player, Tanner Bleskin. How are you doing today, Tanner? Really good. Good, good. So I just want to find out, man, like what got you to love football to the point that you wanted to continue to play it in college?
0: Yeah, I think it's a loaded question. I First off, I'd say environment-wise, I grew up in a sports family like we we're talking before the interview started my my family's a car family but prior to that my dad was a coach at CMR for he was there for 20 years they won all these state championships with Jack Johnson so <clears throat> i grew up on the sidelines being a ball boy and like there's just so many amazing things that sports exposed my brother and i to and like to put it you know it, it was just in our blood and um, I feel like what what helps you want to continue something is when you're actually good at it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was blessed to be able to catch a ball, and I think too is is the ability to compete because I feel like a lot of people can be good at things, but they're not very good competitors. Right. And um, for whatever reason, I just I love competition.
1: That's awesome. So, what made you ultimately decide on the Bobcats?
0: I just felt like uh, that that was home from. You know, once I got down to Bozeman, I just knew it was home. And so when I was a junior in high school, I wasn't, I I was a quarterback. And so my senior year, I got moved to wide receiver. And so I actually wasn't recruited by many schools. Um, So Montana State was with me through thick and thin. Um, At the time, Rob Ash was there, but the main recruiter was Jason McIndoe, who's now a tight ends coach at Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. and to bring it full circle because we live in austin my wife and i and my son when coach mac comes to austin we get to see him um, when oklahoma state plays texas so he's a guy that'll forever be someone that changed my life because he gave me an opportunity
1: uh so cool and then now at texas there's coach choate there and i believe i saw jody owens is there too
0: yeah. So I don't know. So Jody was J.O. So when we played together, it was J.O. I don't know. Um, he could be here. It wouldn't surprise me. I would say this. I've uh, so I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, Montana State played Texas Tech. Yep. Did they, so the night before Coach Choate allowed me to speak to the team, but like in one of their pregame meetings and. Mm-hmm. I remember leaving that meeting and I told myself that coach is different. He's, he's got, you know, he's got that X factor. He he's a, he's a player's coach. And yeah, I, I have to say, you know, this past year, obviously coach vegan and all that, that's a heck of a job they did, but that, that, that was Choate's guys. Right. You know, that, that, that was Choate's guys. And it just goes to show you the caliber of athlete that he was able to recruit and ultimately build what you saw, you know, this, mm-hmm. this January. So I, yeah, it's such a small world though. That's the thing is, is you think the world's it, the world's smaller than you could ever imagine.
1: For sure. For sure. So were you originally recruited? Cause you mentioned that you played wide receiver in high school. Were you recruited to be a quarterback slash linebacker at MSU? Cause they do that a lot where they have multiple positions for people or were you recruited yep. to be a wide receiver or just a quarterback?
0: So I was wide receiver. So my, my senior year, I led the state in receiving um, and that, you know, they were like, yeah, we we want to have you a receiver. And the only question was, is if you got big, we might move you to tight end, mm-hmm. but that I, I just knew I wanted to play wide receiver. I, I loved catching the ball. Um, there was just something about Moss and somebody that was uh. yeah, just, that was the, that's just a memory that'll never leave me. Just, you know, catching a a ball and and knowing how much joy that could, could give a person.
1: That's awesome. So you played in two pretty big rivalries in our state. First Mm -hmm. off, CMR Great Falls High. Mm -hmm. What was it like to play in those games? And then of course, Cat Griss, but.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, rivalries are tough because like First off, I feel, I feel like, you know, I try to explain to people down in Texas, you know, cat Grizz. And it just, it's not understood unless you're from Montana. You don't understand that it's, it's, there's no middle ground. You're either all cat or you're all Grizz. And it's in the middle. It's hate. It's not a, and, and so it's hard to describe that. Uh, What I would say is, is I feel like in those games, you can throw out the records. Um, Mm. We, uh, my when i was in when i was in high school we we never beat great falls high now i was a freshman so i wasn't playing varsity but they beat us for four years in a row when i was there even that so my junior and senior year i had an impact in the games and they were just they were kind of they're just dog fights, you know like <laughs> guys they don't just make a tackle it's they 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 talk trash to you and and like it's it's not just the the play i mean i remember Uh, When we beat the Grizz in Washington Grizzly Stadium, it was against Tremaine Johnson, um, Jimmy Wilson. uh, Like these guys are, um, you're talking about very good athletes, but also guys that they despised, um, they despised you. Right. Um, You know, in Missoula, to this day, one of my, my favorite memories is catching a touchdown in Washington Grizzly Stadium and hearing the entire stadium dead quiet (laughs) um of of all the memories that i ever had and and it's funny because one of my most painful memories is that we never beat the grizz in our home stadium Mm -hmm. you know and and so like the rivalries bring out just everything and it's um you know i i've won them i've lost them and um i should say this we because when i be the best part about sports to me is is it's about we more than than you Um, And so I always think, you know, Denarius was a huge part of, of my success. And then also Cody Kirk, you know, with the ability, we could run the ball. Right. And, and we were able to kind of come out a a team in in so many ways that they couldn't pinpoint. And so my success was directly related to my teammates.
1: No, for sure. I mean, those Bobcat teams were ridiculously fun to watch. I will say that as a fan for sure. Yeah. So, what is the atmosphere like at Bobcat stadium as a player?
0: Well, first off, what I would say is, is that place that's there right now, we built that. And, um, when I was there, you know, they didn't have that end zone, the sunny hall and end zone bowled in. Right. So I remember when it was just bleachers and that whole summer, my red shirt year, um, we were, um, uh, watching them build it so we literally saw them with cranes and you know putting in the so so I guess to see it go from from where it was to what it is now is just a testament of the blood sweat and tears and and how much that bobcat football has meant to all the the classes before the -hmm. classes that are there now
1: yeah no for sure and it's so nice to see because I mean for years it was the Grizz had the best stadium in the state, which they did for the longest time, and it's nice to see that Bobcat Stadium is right up there now.
0: Yeah, I think I think you know you mentioned environment. I, I feel like so my parents have season tickets to all the games. They always go and they they just talk about like uh, the the South Dakota State the playoff game where they were able to advance to the national championship. They said that game it was just it was like you, if you weren't there, you couldn't describe it. Mm. And, then, you know, they talk about, uh, when the cats just blew out the Grizz. Um, I think it was like two years ago. Um, and it's just so, so like that environment has only gotten better since we've left. Mm. And I, I think to myself, like you talk about, cause I went back to a game It was the Cal Poly game this past year. And, you know, you watch the, um, MSU rodeo team bring the cats onto the field and yeah I don't I mean if you're a player and you you don't get goosebumps thinking about that environment then I, I don't know if you're meant to be playing in big games because that environment's second to none
1: oh I completely agree I completely agree my brother's a student at MSU now and he went to that semifinal game and he was like it was the craziest thing no one wanted to leave Yeah, that's what they said. No one wanted to leave. (laughs) So
0: we had a. There's some friends down here, and we had like a watch party. And I mean, I was I was fist bumping, and I was I was so. I just I can't describe the feeling. I was so worked up, and the thing is, is obviously the TV uh, broadcast it cuts out. You know, they you know that we're gonna go to an and and my parents were like, Tanner, you you don't understand. I mean, nobody left. (laughs) So it was just that that's something that it just gives me chills knowing that when i was there you know we had a small part in building that mm-hmm.
1: no for sure so then the bobcats were lucky enough to make it all the way to the national championship and being an alumni and living close to where the um championship was you were able to go what was that experience like for you
0: well first off i hate losing so <laughs> it was interesting um That's okay. So, so Friday was one of the most special evenings I've ever had because it was like a high school reunion on steroids because you saw all the people that were. I mean, for for when I was at Montana State, it was five years, everything was about football, Mm
2: -hmm. and then you
0: get to see all these guys in one night that you haven't seen in such a long time. I saw a couple of them at my wedding, and then Leading up to that, so I got up there Friday, and then Saturday, the game, it was really rainy, and it was, I don't know if you remember, it was just, it was kind of a dreary yeah. day, and obviously the game was, was rough. Um, right. North Dakota State was in another league, but the thing I'll never forget about that is, is I got to spend some time with some old teammates that I'll never forget, so I didn't watch much of the game the second half, because it was just like, okay, I see what's going on, Yeah, but catching up with all my buddies and the people that meant the world to me. um, That was priceless and something I wouldn't trade for the world.
1: That's awesome. So you spoke about that a little bit, the brotherhood that football brings. What has that meant to you to have that teammate brotherhood that still goes on today?
0: Well, I mean, it teaches you a lot about how life goes. I mean, you know, right now I'm, I'm married. I, I have a kid. Uh, I feel really bad for the people that don't know anything other than taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like with sports, it's, if you're going to be good and, and your teams are going to be remembered, you have to have a team mindset over individuality. And like the, the brotherhood was a foundation for having success in my life. You know, like you, you play for your brothers. Now my, my, my teammates are my wife and my, my kid. Right. You know, So just, it sets everything else up and I feel bad for the people that don't know what it's like to be a part of a team.
1: No, for sure. And then a cool thing too, is you got the chance to literally play with your brother on the Bobcats. Yeah. yeah. What was that opportunity like?
0: Um, Every year that goes by, it gets more and more special. Uh, you know, my brother was a great quarterback and a lot of people forget that Jake. Um, he was a, very, very good pocket passer. And the funny thing about that is, is, you know, I, I never realized how important coaching was. And so if you have an offensive coordinator, that is a different system guy, you know, kind of like a chip Kelly running gun. Cause coach Cramsey, that's what his style was. Mm-hmm. And my brother was more of a guy that he was recruited by. He was recruited by this guy named coach Wright. And he was a very like pro style quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, it's it's interesting with our success. It, it was more challenging to rebuild because the coaches would obviously, when we had a good year, they would they would run and take more money, which I don't blame them. Right. But I think you know, because my brother threw me the record-breaking passes for both the yards and the receptions. I, I mean, there's, yeah, that that's just a a, a huge blessing and one mm-hmm. that I, yeah but I'll never take that for granted.
1: Oh, that's such a cool memory to have. I mean, your brother throwing you that pass is awesome. Yeah.
0: And and the thing about it is, is, you know, you think about all those years in the summer and like, I mean, I go back to middle school, like my, we'd be running routes. So my brother was always throwing me passes. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, in the summers when I was in college and stuff, because when I was a senior in high school, I, I I hadn't played receiver a lot. So I had so much ground to make up when I got to Bozeman and what really helped me was my brother because in the summer when everybody was uh, off for break, you know, I came to my, my, my freshman year of my redshirt year. So my, my fall camp, I was fifth string. (laughs) And I ended up starting the first game of the year because fall camp is brutal and you know, guys go down, get injured. And my thing is this, I just did so much work between the end of the school year and then that summer I did all this work, but it was my brother throwing me passes up in Great Falls.
1: That's so awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, just to have that is cool, but then to hear that story. So what kind of a grind is it to be a student athlete? I mean, it's obviously really cool and it has a lot of fun moments, but it's also a grind.
0: Yeah. It's, I feel like grind puts it mildly. I mean, I don't know how guys do it. So I also have a degree in microbiology Yeah. and my wow. senior year, I was microbiology student of the year. Wow. So the thing I would say is that I would probably like, how would I say this? You've got school, you've got social and you've got your sport. Right. And I would say you try to do all three, but you should probably just pick two. It's, <laughs> I know that doesn't sound the best, but like, it's such a juggling act. Mm-hmm. You know, like the thing is, is like, I remember, especially, you know, in the, the fall, when daylight savings comes and the days get shorter. And the thing is, is when you're, you're taking tough classes, like I did, like anatomy and physiology, physics, organic chemistry, I remember you'd get to the end of the week and everybody'd be all excited about the game and I I'd just be exhausted Mm -hmm. like you'd put in all this time you know you you get up early in the morning you go do a weight workout you go to school all day then you go to practice Mm -hmm. it's like so so what I'm saying but what I'm saying is this that set me up to where I'm at now like getting through all of that I feel like you know right now in Austin I have my own training business and like uh I would say this, like, it's, it's the most special thing. Um, It's the most special thing that I've ever done, but the way you build discipline, the way you build accountability is through a lot of really tough times. And like, Mm -hmm. as good as my time was at Montana state, it was, um, there was a lot of trying moments that, that really uh, tested every part of me.
1: For sure, for sure. So an aspect of that that probably is not, or I should say was not as heavily thought of as it is now, is mental health with student athletes. How did you juggle your mental health through all the craziness of being a student athlete?
0: Really hard, really hard. I mean, the first thing I would say is this, surround yourself with good people. Like what what I'm saying is, is, surround yourself with people that independent of football, they'll still love you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm so blessed because my family is so solid. And I feel um, that one of the things with, with the mental health thing is, is it's like this, you you have to adopt a mentality of, you got to pour into yourself. Like, guys need to work on themselves. Like, I'm saying this independent of football. The greatest mm-hmm. investment you can ever, ever do is working on you. I. I know this, uh, outside of, uh, growing up and stuff. I hated reading. Like I, I hated like formal school stuff, like English class, history, government, math. But once I found out that I could read books about myself and learn more. So like, I, I would say like as simple as I can be like, grow, mm-hmm. get working on you. And, and then also say this, like, you know, life is going to football is going to come and go right and, and the truth is is like all you're going to be left with is the memories with your teammates in the locker room the wins and losses they do fade
2: mm-hmm.
0: they really do i mean i can remember them but what i'm saying is is like you're not going to be remembered for how you were as a football player you're going to be remembered for how you were as a person how you were as a husband as a, a dad hmm so my thing is this, you need to surround yourself with the right people that can re- remind you that. And then I, I would say this, remember like football is a game, you know, like I was telling you being a ball boy at CMR and stuff, Yeah. like I loved just catching the ball. <laughs> I loved going and just jumping on those big bags, you know, those uh, like tackling dummies. Mm-hmm. Like I love the smell of grass, you know, it's just the the stuff like, so with football just just never forget why you started it in the first place it's a freaking game right you know it's you know if if all goes well typically somebody doesn't die in a, in a football game you know like but if you're a fireman or you know a paramedic or anything like that you have people's lives in your hands right and so like what i'm saying is, is just keep a perspective of what it really is and you're getting to play a game in front of a lot of people for whatever reason they like when you catch a ball mm-hmm and I think, I think, you know, a story just popped into my mind. I'll never forget this. So I, I try to tell people this, you know, to in Texas, you know, there's, there's obviously the, the longhorns and stuff, but right. in Montana, it's the cats and the grizz. Mm-hmm. And I tell my, my, my clients this, I say, you know, there was games where I would spend an hour and a half after the game signing autographs you know, just working your way back to the field house. So you have the stadium and then all the way back to the field house, you were signing stuff. (laughs) And I'll never forget this one story that, that stuck with me forever. So I was wearing my 86 Jersey and I was walking back to the locker room. I took a shower and then I walked that exact same path in street clothes. Not one person stopped me. Wow. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is it built the perspective of there's Tanner, the human, and then there's Tanner, the football player. Don't let the football player get too big of an ego or a head that you forget who you are.
1: Yeah, that's so true and kind of sad that we're like that, but so true.
0: Definitely. Definitely.
1: <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, hey, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's awesome to have you on. Awesome to have a fellow Great Fallsian. again, I think is what we call ourselves. That's right. <laughs> Um, just awesome to have you on and talk football and yeah.
0: Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm happy to reach out. And I was talking to my wife before this and she was like, what are you doing? Like you're getting interviewed. Like, do you even know this guy? And I said, I got a good feeling about this and anybody that wants to talk sports, I'm always down.
1: Well, thanks so much for having a good feeling. And definitely I will keep in touch with you and it. We'll definitely. And I'll, I'll
0: say, I'll say this, you know, I, uh, uh, when COVID hit, I'll, I'll say one last thing. I, I, uh, there was also this thing called snowpocalypse that happened in Austin. Oh, it was yeah, when that's the, South, the South got all this snow. And so everything shut down for, it was a week, but it was, it was rough. Like people yeah. didn't have water. Some people died. Anyway, I'm sharing that because I wrote a book and I, I wrote, it's called playbook. And I, I, my thing is this, I, I mentioned some football stories in there, um, mm-hmm. but it shares, i would put it this way, it's, it's a book on how to live a healthier life. And I feel like a lot of people aren't where they should be with their health, but if people want to know more stories about, you know, kind of how, I'm outside here, there's a little bug, um, if people want to know more, more stories about like, you know, more kind of behind the scenes. I share a little bit about that in the, the book and it's on Amazon. Um, awesome. And so it's called Playbook by Tanner
1: Bleskin. Well, I will have to go check that out and also our listeners will have to well, go check that I'll, out.
0: Yeah, I'll send you one. If you, um after you, you message me and you send me your address.
1: Oh, well, thanks so much, man. I will definitely love that. Sweet. You betcha, you betcha. All right. Well, hey, you have a great rest of your Friday. I think it is today. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, you have a great rest of your day.
0: Okay, see ya.
1: See ya.